Recently, Bookmark stopped by the Catholic Marketing Network and got a chance to catch up with various authors in attendance. We hope you enjoy this interview. So Katie Crowley, MSIDS, what does that mean? So that's a Master of Science in Information Design and Strategy. So it really combines writing, design, and analytics. So anything kind of creative and taking complex information and making it digestible for people to understand. So what does that have to you being an author called Stepping Up, How Christ Turned My Pain and Suffering into Hope and Joy? Yeah, so it's basically taking the faith and applying it to a real life situation. So it's about me. I was in a really bad car accident and had to learn how to rewalk again. It took me a year. And so I talk about my faith and how that got me through the journey. So really applying what I learned in school and growing up in, mm -hmm. in catechism and like, here's real life application. Right. Let me ask you, what was it about? Did the accident change your faith? Did it shake your faith? Did it strengthen your faith? Kind of all of the above. Okay. So I would say I was pretty strong in my faith beforehand. I went to mass, I went to adoration, um, but until like something really bad happens to you, it did shake it, right? Because I was working out six days a week, super active, and then all of a sudden I'm bedridden, I'm in a wheelchair, I can't move, I have excruciating pain. What do you do with that? And it's like, where are you, God? So definitely shook it, but over the course of the last few years, it's definitely grown stronger and deeper. And I understand now redemptive suffering at a much more deeper level than I ever would have imagined for myself. And do you think that's an important point you're trying to make then in the book, especially from a Catholic understanding, because so many people don't understand the idea, how can a loving God permit suffering, right? Exactly. I think that's so critical and people don't understand. They think if something bad happens to me, either God doesn't exist or he doesn't love me because he wouldn't let this happen to me. When actually like that's precisely why maybe he did permit it is for greater good to come of it. And I think if people realize that if you unite your sufferings to Jesus, he can gre create great good as if it didn't ever happen. Um, and that's something I didn't know until I experienced it myself. Now the accident itself wasn't your fault. You, you had explain what happened. Correct. So unfortunately, I was driving home from work. It was a normal day. Um, and unfortunately, another driver took a wrong exit and turned around and, and came at my vehicle. And I ended up flipping three times, lost control. Um, I was alert and praying actually the whole time as I was flipping. Really? Yeah, yeah, three times. I was saying, Jesus, forgive me repetitively as I was flipping because I thought I was going to die. Right. Um, and ended up facing um, kind of distorted, right? I'm not sitting upright in my car and was taken to the hospital and assessed for my injuries. Right, wearing a seatbelt? Wearing a seatbelt, yes. But the, uh, the, the bag didn't open up. Airbags didn't deploy. It was an older car and for whatever reason didn't deploy. Right. Um, so people, especially my doctors, right. were shocked I didn't have any brain damage. Really? Mm -hmm. And how bad were your physical injuries then? You said you were in a wheelchair after. Yeah, so I had contused lungs, broken collarbone, elbow, knee in four places, ankle, finger, toe, um, black and blue all over. So very beat up, scratched up, broken bones, um, but nothing life threatening, right. um, thank God. Do you think part of that was also because you were athletic and, and, and were involved with things that so that maybe you were able to sustain that injury? Possibly. I, I think it's really grace. Um, a family member said, I think your guardian angel was holding you. And I believe that because with the amount of excruciating pain, an onlooker said, we thought we'd find a dead body in your car. And so the fact that I'm here, I think it was God's grace. Was your own little miracle. Well, you know, you look younger than you actually are. Yeah. But even with that being the case, you're still part of the, which generation are you a part of? 
I'm kind of on the border of millennial and Gen Z. Yeah, so, so I'm 28. Do you find yourself unusual in your perspective on life and on your faith than most of the people of your generation? Yeah, that's my biggest challenge, right, is because I sometimes feel like I'm 80 years old mm -hmm. and people that I talk to that they're my age, like they're like, you're into faith, like you're into God, you go to church, like what? Like they just don't get that. Or maybe they occasionally go to church themselves, but like don't impact my day-to-day -day life. Like I want to have fun, I want to party, I want to do this, I want to do that. And so, yeah, it's definitely a disconnect for me because I have greater wisdom, especially after this accident, and people don't really understand where I'm coming from all so the time. So whose idea was it to say to you, or how did the idea come about when you were recovering to say there's a, there's a book in this story? Yeah, I actually personally wanted to forget about it. I was like, this is the worst time of my life. I want to forget about it, move on, be done. Um, but actually, it was my Nana, and she persistently, week over week, said, you need to write a book. And I was like, I don't know anything about writing a book. What are you talking about? And she kept saying it. And then one day, Deacon Roger um, was my eighth grade um, confirmation teacher, and he messaged me saying, hey, you have a great story to tell. You need to share it. So um, that's what inspired me with their promptings. Right. And so what's the reaction been to the book since you've had it out? It's been really positive. So I've gotten to hear from people that said, hey, like I've gone through a bad car accident or a family member has, or even just other sufferings like loss um, in some sort of way, and that it's brought them hope and encouragement. And so that's been really uplifting to hear um, and brought me a lot of joy knowing it can help somebody. And how long has the book actually been out? It was released in 2021, so a couple years. Okay. Now you wrote it during a COVID break, so to speak? I did, yes. So um, I was actually laid off from my marketing agency the same day that Deacon uh, messaged me and so I was like well now I have free time they keep telling me to do it let's see if I can and I wrote the core of my book in three days right and how did you go about writing I'm, I'm assuming you you were writing on your iPad or your iPhone or something I'm kind of old school I have like a notebook and piece of paper and just like notes kept flooding and then I would like put it on a Microsoft Word document and kind of go back and forth between Word and my notebook and I literally did not leave like my kitchen table hardly for three days. Who did you let read it? My dad, actually. So um, he was the first to read it. And I'm like, is this any good? Because he's a writer as well. And he's like, I think there's something here. Right. So did he help edit it for you? or? He glanced over it for me, yeah, which was really nice. And then I started pitching it to publishers. Right. And the publisher of this particular book is en route? Yes, they're out of St. Louis. OK. So how did you get in touch with them? So I actually met um, Tom Dermody. So he was editor-in-chief of our local Catholic newspaper. And so I messaged him saying, hey, do you know anything about books? And he's like, no, I run a newspaper, but like I'll meet with you. And so he did and actually connected me to another guy that had gotten published through this publisher. Okay. And so it was like that networking and then that I brought, a, you know, brought us together. So and that what, was nice. What would be the biggest message you'd want somebody who's watching this show to hear about your story? I would say that there's hope in the darkness. Um, when suffering, and there's big sufferings that hit people, um, and it kind of feel like you're alone, or why me, or it can't get any better, and what's the purpose of this, that there is hope through Jesus. Right. Right. Absolutely. Katie Crowley, your hope for the church as well, stepping up how Christ turned my pain and suffering into hope and joy. Good luck with the book. Thank Have you a good so show. much. Appreciate it. To get a copy of the materials mentioned on this episode of EWTN Bookmark, log on to our web store, EWTNRC.com, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, or call 1-800-854-6316.